Be Short Now presents. My name is Rico Vannucci. Um, I'm one of the programmers of Torino Shortfield Market. Um, I'm here just to um, say welcome. Um, we are very happy to uh, have this workshop today. Um, we started collaboration with um, uh, the Media Desk Torino last year, um, developing these workshops uh, for especially festivals. Um, and uh, it went very well last year. And we said, why don't we do it this year as well? And <laughs> it's good to see a lot of people here. Um, today, uh, the title of our workshop is uh, Boosting Your Film Festival, Financial Planning, Collaborations, and Creativity at Film Festivals. Um, as I said, the, the, um, the workshop is uh, supported by Creative Europe Desk Media Torino. And um, today, uh, we will start with an introduction by Silvia Sandrone. Uh, here on my right, um, who uh, she is the head of uh, Media Desk, and uh, she will talk a little bit about the new media program, if I'm right. And then the, the workshop will be uh, hosted by Doris Power, here on my left, um, and she will talk for like 45 minutes, right? More or less? Yeah, yeah, you know, she will. Maybe, <laughs> and uh, she will like have uh, you know her uh, like lecture to to you. After that, we will take a fifteen minutes break, and then uh, after the break, Doris will be joined by Anne Gashutz and Matt Lloyd, and they will talk have a discussion about collaborations uh, between festivals, and then you will also be able to ask questions to to the panelists, and. Um, I don't know, Doris, if you want, people can stop you, or... I mean, like, if you have questions, you can... I mean, like, I don't know. Well. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if, if you don't, raise your hands and ask questions, of course. Um, that's it, mostly, uh, I guess. And, yeah, last thing is uh, we have a lunch, right? Yeah? Yeah, the most important thing, of course, it's food. And um, after this, at one, we have the lunch for everybody who registered, but I think everybody did, at uh, Locanda Betti, uh, which is like 200 meters from here. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Enjoy and, yeah, have fun. Thank you. Voilà. Uh, welcome, everybody. Um, as Enrico said, um, I work at the media office. Um, the, um, we are based in Turin, and uh, it's the information and promotion office for uh, Creative Euro program media in, uh, in Italy, together with other two offices in Rome and in Bari. And our host organization is uh, Istituto Luce Cinecittà. Uh, well, um, we uh, decided to um, to focus again on um, on uh, festivals and collaboration among festivals because, um, as you probably might already know, the European Commission and the executive agency have just published a new call 
uh, with a new action for festival, which is uh, um, the, the action that uh, I, I'm going to, to present you today, uh, support to European networks of festival. Um, I don't know if you all uh, know the media program. I suppose yes, uh, <laughs> I guess yes. Um, it's the main uh, fund for the audiovisual and cinema industry, supporting all the sectors from uh, development of works, training for professional, and promotion and distribution of uh, audiovisual uh, works. Um, in particular, one of the uh, one of the main priority for Creative Europe is the circulation of works of films uh, beyond the, uh, the original country, the national borders. So. Uh, uh, distribution is very important and, of course, um, it's very important for, uh, for um, the European Commission to support uh, uh, festivals because, uh, of course, festivals are essential, are crucial in helping European films um, to, um, to achieve prominence, to achieve visibility and uh, uh, cross-border access. So um, audience reach is another uh, important priority for Creative Europe. There are also a call for proposal um, uh, specifically for, uh, for that events. Um, well, uh, now I'm going to give you a very short, uh, I hope, because maybe this is the the boring part of the workshop, so I will try <laughs> to be short, but of course grants are also important. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, in the sector of promotion and access to market, um, there are many events uh, like uh, co-production forum, pitching events, which are supported by media, and uh, I'm very happy that uh, Torino Short Film Market this year got for the first uh, time a uh, media grant. Um, and I think this was also uh, essential in um, reaching um, a such uh, um, uh, a public from uh, a particip um, participants from so many different countries. Um, Jacopo Kessa yesterday told me that there are uh, something like 45, 47 countries represented. And uh, this is really one of the main goals for media. And also in our uh, small workshop, we are very happy that we have this international dimension. And uh, I think we have um, 15 countries represented, which is really good. Uh, okay, uh, Enrico, please, uh, if I'm running out of time, just tell me and... Uh <laughs> Um, okay, um, as I said before, we have a new call uh, the, um, with a new action for, uh, for networks of festival. The deadline will be in April, the 23rd of April. The budget I is not a very high budget, it's uh, 500,000 euros. Um, and the maximum contribution, contribution per network is 180,000 euros and per festival is uh, 30,000. Uh, we also have a maximum co-financing rate, which is the 80% uh, of all the eligible costs of the action. <coughs> uh, so the eligible applicants are festivals uh, that join together in a network. So um, the, the applicant uh, needs to be a coordinator, plus 
minimum three members, uh, three other festivals established in uh, three different countries, in Europe, of course. Um, so the coordinator will submit, will apply to the media program and will represent the other members that have to, to sign a letter of intent and to attach also to, um, to the application. Uh, but what is an eligible festival for media? Uh, an eligible festival is uh, an audiovisual festival programming eligible films. Uh, so any genre, any categories of works like fiction, documentaries, animation, uh, also um, VR uh, works. Um, the, the main objective is to, of course, to screen these uh, these films to the wider audience. Um, the, the, the festival uh, has to take place in a specific period of time and in a, in a specific uh, town, city. Um, they have to show a clear and um, a regulation selection procedure. They have to, to describe, uh, you have to describe your strategy. Um, and in order to be eligible and to enter the selection, which is, by the way, very competitive, uh, you need to, uh, to have a minimum of 70% uh, of the eligible uh, programming coming from uh, um, media, uh, media countries, media participate. Uh, you know, um, media sub program is open to uh, European Union countries, but also to countries which are not in the European Union but have signed an agreement with the Europe European Commission. So we are uh, now more than 40, um, we are now uh, 39 uh, countries in, um, in the media sub program. And uh, uh, um, at least 50% of the film must be non-national and 15 countries need to be represented. <coughs> uh, of course, these eligible criteria uh, concern all the network members, not only the, the coordinator. They have to fulfill, uh, all the festival have to fulfill these eligibility requirements. Uh, yeah, as you can read, I don't know if you can see from, um, um, but um, yeah, uh, the 70% of the programming uh, need to be um, European and uh, made of a minimum of 100 uh, feature films or in case of short film festival, uh, 400 shorts. Um, as I said already, uh, the festival needs to, to uh, take place in, uh, in Europe um, and uh, uh, they have to show uh, effective, concrete collaboration and partnership across borders and to, um, to prove strategies for, uh, for joint activities in order to, to expand their audience, their, the interest for European audiovisual works. It's also important, for instance, to have, um, to have uh, media literacy and film education uh, initiatives inside your festival. So th this is um, a general view or of the um, expected uh, results from the, um, from the agency uh, when it comes to cooperation and networks. So they expect to maximize results at European level in uh, terms of costs, economies of scale, uh, enhanced talent development, um, cross-border mobility 
not only for works, but also for people, for the team of the festival, for professionals, drive innovation in digital. Uh, innovation is a crucial uh, topic for the European Commission because media program is part of the DG Connect, so we, we have to, um, to keep it in mind. And uh, also uh, streamline best practices, knowledge sharing. Um, so, uh, here I show you some uh, examples of, um, of uh, cooperation uh, actions and projects. In terms of cost-cutting, for instance, uh, subtitles, uh, exchange, uh, DCP storing, sharing transport, uh, exchanges, accreditation, sharing service providers in both for screening and sound equipment. And uh, um, cross-promotion uh, is very important in terms of uh, distribution uh, of promotional material of all the, um, the festival partners of the network. Uh, um, also advertising in, uh, in all the catalogs of the uh, partners uh, network. Um, cross visibility on uh, social media and website, and uh, uh, the promotion of the of uh, the call for projects for of each festival. Uh, then we have, uh, as we said, the knowledge sharing, and uh, it means exchange of expertise, exchange of contacts of professionals, uh, master classes, training session. Uh, panel, roundtables, conference, uh, also uh, film, uh, joint film research and publication, so studies and reports that you can share, cross visits, and uh, collaboration on educational material. So this is a very, as I said before, a very important point because um, the one of the priority of the European Commission is to, uh, to develop uh, a taste in the young audience for uh, European films. So uh, film education is really very uh, encouraged, uh, above all during the, the festival. Um, then we have mobility of the audiences and professionals, uh, also in terms of uh, cross-border student exchange, internship, uh, um, jury members exchange. It can be also uh, something that uh, could um, be part of your cooperation projects, uh, joint artistic residency, shared mentors, and talent scouts. And then, um, Um, yeah, of course, circulation of works, program exchange, joint awards, uh, simultaneous screenings, um, joint film database, uh, traveling exhibition, um, co-production of shorts, why not, and also their distribution. Uh, so also it's very important to, to develop an industry part in the festival, if it's possible. And uh, um, and then have focus. The focus can be on uh, on specific uh, geographical areas, on specific countries or uh, sections. Um, then about innovation in digital, uh, uh, it could be co-working on VOD platform, collaborative online uh, tools, uh, and join DCP server uh, interactive children uh, platform. Um, so. Uh, 
these were just some examples of how you, you could develop your, uh, um, your networking, your collaboration. And uh, um, uh, coming to type of in festival and focus, uh, uh, you can also try to, to build a network um, on, uh, on the base of the type of the festival, so uh, shorts, documentary, children, film, animation, or um, by, by focus, geographical area, um, or other topics like green and sustainability, educational, human rights, uh, disability, film in hospitals, so also some very specific topics. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and now uh, these are the, um, the award criteria. We have four main award criteria, which has the which are the relevance uh, of uh, of the festival, quality of the content and activities, dissemination of project result, impact and sustainability, and quality of the network. Um, uh, of course, um, each of these criteria is uh, very well explained in the in the guidelines, and um, you should try to to find a balance among all the the criteria. Maybe you are uh, stronger in uh, I don't know, for instance, in the dissemination. You are uh, not. You are maybe weak uh, in the quality of the network. So you should try to um, to be, of course, aware of your weaknesses and demonstrate that you uh, I mean that you could reinforce your uh, your project uh, and uh, um, also to um, emphasize where uh, the points in uh, where you are stronger um, and then in the guidelines you can have all the detail or maybe we can uh, also yeah because I'm running out of time if you have any questions afterwards we can maybe come back to that. Um, I would like to leave you uh, with this um, study, with this report, uh, which was published uh, this year by the European Commission. And uh, uh, this report uh, uh, aimed to, to map and uh, evaluate the uh, existing uh, collaboration model among uh, film festivals. Um, it's uh, possible to download it from uh, from the website of the European Commission, and uh, uh, it's really helpful to uh, to find out how you can uh, develop your uh, your collaboration and networking. And um, I uh, just wanted to add that um, uh, the network can also be a new network. I mean, you can also build a new network and apply to this call for proposal, but uh, it's um, uh, maybe it's less competitive and uh, the, uh, executive, uh, the executive agency is um, encouraging more uh, already built uh, networks. So it's better to work maybe on that. Um, okay, if uh, I hope it was clear and um, if you have any questions, maybe Enrico will uh, answer afterwards at the end of... Uh, Okay. Okay. So thank you very much. And I leave the floor to Doris. Okay. So good morning, everyone. Uh, warm welcome, al welcome also from my side. Um, thank you, Silvia, for the introduction and uh, also the invitation to this event. And also thanks to Enrico. 
from the Torino Short Film Market. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. Um, I'm happy to talk uh, to you about financial planning, uh, collaborations and creativity from a festival's perspective here today. Uh, my name is Doris Bauer and my festival is uh, Vienna Shorts, um, the International Short Film Festival in Vienna, Austria. Since last year I'm the festival director of this festival, so in this May it was uh, my first edition in this position. Uh, but I already know the festival very well because I've been working as a head programmer of the international competition, among other things, for many years. Um, at the moment, uh, we, it means my dear colleague um, and second festival director, Daniel Ebner, and uh, me, we are preparing uh, the next edition from the 28th of May uh, to the 2nd of June 2020. And uh, this will be the 17th edition of Vienna Shorts. With this presentation here, I would like to tell you about uh, some experiences we made with the Festival Vienna Shorts in terms of uh, financing and collaboration. It's uh, divided in three parts, but maybe I put the microphone somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, so it's uh, three parts. Uh, part one is uh, the financial situation of Vienna Shorts and examples of uh, special projects we did in the past years. Uh, part two is a, is a brief overview uh, about the festival followed uh, by a deeper insights in statistics with an excursion uh, to our new compliance guidelines. And part three uh, gives some insights into some uh, current collaborations of uh, the festival. Yeah, as some of you um, maybe know, yesterday was the deadline for the festival call, Action 1 <laughs> from media. Uh, and yes, we managed to deliver the extensive documents in time. So yeah, I, I guess, I hope you all did as well. <laughs> um, yeah, since uh, 2016, Vienna Shorts uh, gets a media grant. Um, this support is very important for us, uh, not only because there is uh, 25 thousand euro missing from our budget but also because it uh, has given us important recognition at European level. This um, and the qualifications for the international film awards like Academy Awards since 2016, uh, BAFTA Awards since this year, European Film Awards since last year and the Austrian Film Awards um, since the beginning of its existence has brought us attention from other sites uh, such as filmmakers and other festivals. This makes uh, the festival's reputation higher and uh, networking easier, uh, but it is also a financial added value as our income from uh, submission fees increases rapidly uh, year after year. In the meantime, the submission fees account for about 15% of our budget. The relationship between the funding institution and uh, the festival is very much expressed um, in, a in at least two areas. On the one hand, it is uh, recognition and appreciation on the part of the funding institution when it places its trust in a festival. And this trust is uh, usually expressed in monetary value. In addition, the festivals have the task of uh, selecting the films supported by the funding agencies year after year and uh, determining the value of a film by selecting them. Um, that's how festivals legitimize uh, funding decisions for film productions with their selection and uh, their public audience. 
besides media, most of uh, other funding applications of Vienna Shorts were already submitted in September uh, for the city of Vienna and uh, for the federal uh, government, but also for the collecting societies of the filmmakers. And uh, yeah, the smaller funding partners uh, will follow until, until around January now. Um, besides the applications for funding, um, first uh, sponsoring mailings are already in starting now. Um, Vienna Shorts can fall back on many long-standing partnerships, um, but this area has changed a lot over the last few years, and maybe you have had the same experiences. It is more and more difficult to win uh, real sponsoring partners. Very often, the cooperation is based on new projects uh, which are developed and impl implement implemented for the sponsoring partners. Um, Vienna Shorts has always been very active in these fields in the recent years. I would like to give you a few examples here. Um, in 2018, Vienna Shorts built several small cinemas into an exhibition space at the Museum's Quarter in Vienna and showed short films on the occasion of the 100-year anniversary of the Austrian Republic reaching more than 8,000 people uh, over the course of two and a half months. Um, this was handled by uh, our association and uh, completely separated from the festival uh, with its own budget, its own uh, personal uh, structure and management, and um, but with one goal in mind, uh, to create a financial added value for the festival. Um, allow me a little historical excursion here. Um, five years ago, Vienna Shorts, the Vienna Shorts Agency emerged uh, from the festival and has since inspired almost 40,000 visitors to the short film forum at around 260 events. Um, last year, the organizational forum as an independent unit uh, was abandoned. Most um, agendas of the agency were moving back to the Independent Cinema Association. This is the association uh, behind the festival. And in order to be able to better coordinate uh, the work around the year with the goals of the festival. From the agency, a new film distribution company has developed. It's uh, Lemonade Films. Some of you might know Lemonade Films. Uh, Lemon Films uh, provides strategic advice to Austrian and European filmmakers and distribute their films and uh, virtual reality projects worldwide. The managing directors, uh, Maria Milovanovic and Julia Fabrik, who have been working for Vienna Short since 2008 uh, and founded the agency in 2015, they are formally organized now uh, independently with Lemonade Films, uh, but are still closely associated with the festival and the Austrian industry. Um, this tells a bit about our developments and our handling of uh, further projects. Other examples are um, by initiating competitions and brokering content marketing jobs. The festival goal is also to create economic opportunities for talents. Together with the Erste Bank, one of uh, Central Europe's biggest banks, uh, we launched a short film competition especially uh, for young talents two years ago. Another short film competition has already <coughs> been realized with the Vienna Tourist Board and also with Wien uh, Energy. I will talk about it later. Um, the festival has always been engaged in selected uh, content marketing projects, uh, for example, also for the Austrian filmmaker Veronika Schubert. She's the winner of the festival's um, Best Austrian Film Award in 2017 
and her animation about Austria's cultural representation in uh, foreign countries was commissioned by Austria's Federal Ministry for uh, Foreign Affairs, Europe and Integration. And over the past years, Vienna Schultz uh, has brokered more than 35 commissions. Okay, so besides those examples, and before I get to the figures and statistics uh, of our budget now, I would like to give you, um, especially for those who do not know us uh, or the festival, to give you a short uh, general overview about the festival. Uh, Vienna Short uh, shows between 250 and 350 short films uh, from all over the world um, at several venues in Vienna, Vienna City Center. Uh, the festival attracts in total more than 10,000 visitors uh, in six days and around uh, we have 700 accredited uh, artists, professional and crit critics. Out of 4,500 submissions, it grows every year, <laughs> the festival presents a hand-picked uh, selection from the most exceptional recent works in two international competitions. Um, the sections are fiction and documentary. It's for fictional, uh, uh, for live action shorts and for documentaries. Uh, the other one is animation avant-garde for um, animations and experimental works. Um, the best national productions compete in the Austrian competition and, in the and for the Austrian Music Video Award. The program structure has been refreshed after 10 years and will only be roughly divided into four sections from 2020. Um, the official selection I already mentioned. Um, the section expeditions. In the section we explore um, contemporary and historical corners and edges of the world and focus on the presentation of talents and influential artists with a singular creative vision. Then it's the section expanded. In this section, uh, this section takes um, account of the eventfulness and direct nature of a festival and uh, presents live formats so like performances, uh, film concerts, and also virtual reality events um, that go beyond the cinema screen. The section academy provides a suitable framework for professional exchange in order to strengthen the examination of various uh, cinematic forms, working methods, and sociopolitical themes. Okay, now I want to give you a deeper insight into our festival. I've prepared <coughs> some charts. I hope I can find them now. Okay. Full screen. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, in the first diagram here, you I hope you can see it also from the back. It's very small. Uh, it's uh, the years in the uh, below, and on the side, it's the money. <laughs> It's, a, it's our budget, an overview of uh, the development of our, of our budget from 2011 to uh, 2020. Uh, it has increased from about 90,000 euro in 2011 to 285,000 euro this year and planned uh, 380 euro for next year. Um, yes, I will come back to this increase for next year later. Um, 
as I put these numbers uh, together for this presentation, I was amazed at how little money we had uh, to make out a few years ago. I mean, um, yeah, I'm in charge for two for one year now, and uh, finding those numbers was just a surprise. Um, before two 2011, I don't know. I couldn't find those numbers <laughs> anywhere, so I don't know how little it was. <laughs> um, from 2013 to, to 2015, uh, we implemented a lucrative short film competition called Night of Delight. I mentioned this earlier. It is this um, event together with Wien Energy. Uh, Wien Energy is the gas and electricity supplier in Vienna. And we made this um, yeah, event and also the competition, a gala event during the festival together with them. And uh, this has made a significant contribution to stabilizing the festival uh, during this period. Um, it's between 2013 and 15, so it's the first uh, going up. <laughs> uh, since 2017, uh, we have been charging entry fees uh, for the competitions, uh, which, as already mentioned, also contributes uh, significantly to our budget. It's the next uh, yeah, going up of the blue line. <laughs> um, the next diagram uh, shows the total budget in blue and the share of public funding in red. So you can clearly see in this overview that both lines are moving upwards. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and the increase in subsidies is accompanied by an overall increase in the budget. Um, as usual in Europe, our festival is based entirely on subsidies and uh, cannot exist uh, independently of them. But the growing trust of the funding agencies is accompanied by an increase uh, in trust from other sources. And that's important, I think. The gap uh, between the red uh, and the blue lines is even widening, as you can see, at the end of this, those lines. And um, the festival can therefore more easily raise additional financing with growing funding over the years. Okay, the next diagram shows uh, the percentage of the total budget uh, contributed by public funding. Here you can see that this value is more or less always around 50%. Okay, and the next um, figure, it shows um, the revenues. Um, by in absolute figures, uh, so the blue funding line is uh, moving strongly upwards again, uh, while the red line for sponsoring and marketing in the years 2013 to 15 is moving strongly upwards. Um, yes, as I mentioned um, earlier, um, these figures uh, have stagnated since the discontinuation of the project with Wien Energy, and um, you can see the light blue line. This is going up from. Uh, it's we uh, we put in in this um, rest line <laughs> the submission fees, so they are included in this um, in this line. So that's why they are going up in the last years. Um, then advertising revenues. It's the orange line um, are raising steadily, as you can see. Uh, while the revenues from tickets, embassies, and donations have remained constant over the years. So those are the green and yellow, and uh, yeah, we cannot see the donations. They are very small. <laughs> um, yeah, if there are any questions on this point, maybe we can talk directly, or I would go further on with my 
it's uh, it depends. Uh, it's from yeah, let's from nothing for let's uh, for the Austrians to 15 euros, I think, um, for international submissions. And uh, our call is open now till end of January. So please, uh, yeah, tell everybody <laughs> to submit their short films. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I would like to show you uh, the last diagram, which already plays into the next topic, um, and which is extremely important to us as a festival. Uh, here you can see the share of personal costs uh, in total budget. Uh, yeah, we make every effort to ensure that this line shows a steady upward movement. Um, for 2020, this is wrong, it goes up. <laughs> was my mistake. Um, on the left side, it's the percentage. It's from, let's say, 50 to 70. 70 is the 75 is the next line. So it's 70, 50 to 70 percent from 2011 to 2019. Mo more, I mean, 50 percent is the line below. It's this line. of the total budget. Um, for the festival, three people work uh, for the festival for the whole year. And all the others, they work for one month, for one week to uh, three months, it depends. And it's around 20 people in total for the organizational part and then for the festival we have uh, a lot more people with a lot of volunteers and but also with the projectionists and all the people in the during the festival um, yeah it grows yeah okay so um, yeah it's about the our employees um, and this is also one reason why we have already promised a considerable increase in funding uh, from our most important funding partner, um, the City of Vienna for next year. That's, um, yeah, I've sh I, we saw it before. Um, the city's funding is, in is, uh, is to increase from 65,000 euros, currently promised to 95,000 euros. And this is our biggest funding partner. So, um, yeah, last summer we sat down and formulated uh, this. <laughs> Um, the so-called uh, compliance guidelines for Vienna Shorts. Um, yeah, the frustration and the annoyance about the conditions of a festival organization, which we actually do not agree with, led to this. Um, it is important for us to set out the rules for how we are going to work. And uh, this paper, who we are and uh, what we stand for, is this result. Um, fairness is the core of this paper. So I also brought uh, the document with me, um, but yeah, maybe it would take too long to go through it uh, in all in detail now. Uh, but if you're more, in if you're interested in this uh, more, please feel free to ask me afterwards. Um, but just in a nutshell, uh, for years, Vienna Shorts uh, has been strongly committed to fair payments for its employees. Unfortunately, this is still not possible for a festival of this size um, in these guidelines. We have defined standards for ourselves, uh, which are unavoidable for us and uh, must be fulfilled. 
this is about fairness towards um, our employees, towards the filmmakers, um, the industry, the festival partners, like the funding institutions and um, the audience and also the environment. You talked about green and sustainability, that's important for festivals and it get, gets important for festival, uh, festivals as well. Yeah, so we can switch through this document. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah a preamble of uh, the festival directors. Then we explain the formal structure of the festival a bit, um, how it is organized and who is the association behind it. Uh, we explain the content structure. I talked a bit about that uh, already. Then uh, it is important, sometimes it is important to explain what is a short film festival still. <laughs> Yeah, we tried it here <laughs> again. <laughs> um, yeah, and here are some principles for us as a festival and how we want to work. Um, some, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you can read it there, but uh, I can. Um, we can talk about it later. It's uh, some some principles that are important for us in general, and then uh, it comes to the interactions with each other and with others. And as I mentioned, uh, yeah, with our employees, um, it's important for us to say that we take responsibility for them <laughs> and we care <laughs> about them. <laughs> um, then um, it when it comes to filmmakers, it's also important to talk about screening fees, I guess, uh, to talk about the responsibilities um, as a festival, oh, sorry, for their work. Um, And to explain how the selection works and uh, how the award proce process is going on, and um, yeah, then uh, the industry. Um, it's important for us as a festival to um, this interchange between the guests and the industry. And uh, yeah, the next part is the audience and the cooperation partners. Uh, we explain some important things. Yeah, and the funders and sponsors. Mm, no, now it's public. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I can. Uh, we we wanna uh, we wanna put it out in the next week, so it will be public soon. Um, yeah, it talks about the implementation of those guidelines and uh, where are our duties and who makes the decisions here. <laughs> And yeah, some context, and that's it, basically. Um, yeah, if you have some specific questions about it, uh, we can talk about it later. Uh, yeah, we can, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, not now, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was now green here. Mm. Okay, where was I? Yeah, it was a strategy for us also to work with the funding uh, institutions to formulate those um, principles. Uh, yeah, because uh, before the funding institution weren't really happy with us asking more money for paying for fair payments for our employees. It was not really important to them, but uh, in complete contrast to the previous defensive attitude, uh, when we demanded more money for a fair remuneration of our personnel, this time they welcomed our comprehensive and positively formulated approach. 
So our funding partners have welcomed uh, this current initiative uh, with much sympathy. That's really good. Um, so they have already... Um, they are, um, they increased the sponsorship within the scope of their respective possibilities. Um, as I mentioned, the city of Vienna, they already increased their fundings because of uh, this uh, activity. Uh, at the federal level, it is not possible to access a budget uh, due to the unclear political situation. I mean, they don't have a budget now, the cultural institution. Uh, as you may know, uh, the Conservative Party in Austria is still uh, negotiating, negotiating with the Greens for a new government, so they don't have a budget now. Um, it's expected for June, so they can't tell us anything. Um, therefore, uh, there is no room for those maneuvers uh, here. Uh, even if the commitment is uh, positively received by the responsible department head. Yeah, um, it was important to us to take our responsibility in this um, uh, in this progress and not always just report um, the problems to the others. Uh, that's why we did this. And I wanted just briefly mention uh, our recent efforts uh, efforts uh, because I'm convinced that they are very important in general and important for festivals in general. But on the other hand, also because it can perhaps point out further possibilities for action for others, if, yeah. Um, now I come to the collaborations and beautiful projects that have grown out of them. Um, one, our clear standpoint uh, first. Vienna Shorts is uh, strongly focusing on initiating, maintaining and engaging in exchange with other film festivals on a national, European and international level in order to increase its position as a European meeting point to facilitate circulation of European audiovisual works and to increase efficiency in the usage of resources. Despite a certain level of competition between festivals worldwide, uh, we are convinced that each festival will always be stronger in a collaborative and cooperative environment. Um, on the national level, uh, we are involved in two festival associations. It's the Association of Austrian Film Festivals. Uh, Vienna Schurz is one of the founding members and uh, long-time speakers. Uh, I was spokeswoman and uh, Daniel was the, uh, the other spokesperson of the Austrian Association of Film Festivals for a long time. Uh, we established this initiative in 2011 it promotes uh, the work of 20 Austrian film festivals, um, addressing Austrian politicians and decision, decision makers, as well as the Austrian and European film industry, and uh, local cinemas and audiences. In 2016, on our initiative, the Austrian Film Festival Report uh, on the situation of film festivals in Austria was commissioned, uh, which in turn uh, gave us more arguments about the significance of film festivals in Austria. I brought this um, study with me, but um, I'm sorry, it's just in German. But if you're interested in the yeah, um, of situation of Austrian film festivals in German, <laughs> it's here. <laughs> um, yeah. In Austria, all the other film industry segments are organized in more or less uh, strong associations. Um, it is very important to bring the festivals together to be able to represent the common interests loudly and strongly. strongly. As, it, uh, as is the case with uh, such large groups, uh, it is not always easy to vote in favor of a common line. Uh, 
with everyone must support. Um, our experience, however, is that only a strong lobbying group can be successful. The other association in Austria is Fair Festi Festival Work Now. I mentioned that uh, fair pay is an important issue to us. Um, the my festival co-director, Daniel Ebner, is a co-founder of this young initiative as well. And the key mission here is to work for social security and adequate wages for festival workers. Mm, then on the international level, we are uh, members of the International Short Film Conference. I'm sure you know this organization. It's a worldwide platform uh, for institutions that promote short filmmaking and short film presentation. Okay, so I come to the concrete networks we are in now on the European level. Um, one is quite simply called European Short Film Network. Uh, it has been established in 2018 by three European short film festivals. Um, the German festival Kurzfilmtage Oberhausen, the Dutch Go Short Festival and uh, Vienna Shorts. Um, and has close ties to the British Associates Berwick Film and Media Arts Festival. The network, which will most probably expand further in the next years, originally started from practical needs. Um, all the institutions use the young festival management tool called Film Chief um, that is now further developed collaboratively, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, this saves us all time and money as the costs for every development uh, can be shared and every new tool then be implemented by each festival. This successful synergy has uh, used a starting point for a stronger collaboration on a content level, including combined industry programs, combined thematic film programs, a shared video library, mutual uh, support for artists and uh, cur curators' mobility. Uh, thus together actively and sustainably promoting short filmmaking and uh, developing a set of online tools for all professionals visiting one of the involved festivals. Together the festivals reach a wide-ranging uh, audience and strive to make the short film form more accessible throughout Europe. Mm, about another uh, European short film project, we will talk in more detail with Anne later on. I want to just mention it uh, briefly. Uh, it's talking shorts. Um, the critical examination of short film on an academic and uh, journali journalistic uh, level is still on a comparatively weak level, despite the clear professionalization of the festival scene over the past 10 to 15 years. A joint network initiative on festivals and film critics um, in initiated by Filmfest Dresden and Vienna Schultz, uh, as well as the Fibreschi member Ricardo Brunn and the Nisi Mather magazine editor-in-chief Nils Putman is um, changing this situation. From 2020 on, the project Talking Shorts will enable film critics uh, to write about two films from each of the participating festivals and um, to receive payment for these reviews by the platform. The collected reviews uh, will be published on a newly developed website, it's talkingshorts.com, if I'm right, <laughs> uh, which uh, will also be promoted by all participating uh, festivals, including Berlinale Shorts, Emilisch Boa, Encounters Film Festival, uh, as well as 30 festivals more, th 13 festivals more. Uh, this is the status now. Um, thus uh, providing an overview of the most important short films of a season over the course of a year. Uh, the next uh, network I want to present is Be Short Now. 
the project we shot now is a joint initiative uh, of the festival Storino Short Film Market. Thanks, Enrico. He is uh, the driving force behind it. Uh, Gichon International Film Festival, Go Short, Glasgow Short Film Festival, and uh, Vienna Shorts, and has uh, since 2019 been aiming to make the industry program of short film festivals more sustainable by recording panels, uh, lectures, or workshops, and making them available on a website. Um, there is also a panel, I think, tomorrow, a Be Short Now panel, tomorrow afternoon here in the Sala Grande. The next network is Immersive Storytelling Lab, also with the Kurzfilmtage Oberhausen and Go Short, but under the lead of Encounters Festival in Bristol and with the participation of the Berlin Interfilm Festival and the Polish Shortwaves. Uh, it is uh, currently uh, also the Immersive Storytelling Lab for 2020-21 with a workshop series on immersive and collaborative projects in planning. But due to the Brexit, this project is at least questioned, uh, and it is not clear how the potential funding agencies will react on this situation now. We work uh, with other festivals in some uh, other festival collaborations. One is the Triangle Program, and uh, we'll talk to Matt about it later. Uh, since 2013, Vienna Shorts uh, has organized the so-called Triangle Program, which is a project uh, for substantial international corporations. Every year, we invite two festivals uh, to deal with a socio-political topic that we have defined and to curate a program uh, for it. Together with uh, Vienna Shorts program, the three programs uh, then go on tour for all three festivals. Usually, we work with our festival-focused uh, theme Last year it was Courage, uh, and uh, before it was Trust Me or We Need to Disagree. Um, we developed this uh, collaborative program exchange also in order to intensify the collaborations that had already existed with numerous uh, European and international film festivals. This initiative was praised as one of the best examples of mul multilateral festival collaboration at last year's short film festival in Winterthur. And also at a media desk panel in Motorbund this year, the Triangle program was praised as one of the most substantial and strongest collaborations programs in the festival circuit. Yeah, that makes us very proud. Um, the concept intent that Vienna Shorts and two of our festival partners will work together on this annual focus theme, as I mentioned, and then the three programs um, uh, travel to all the three festivals. In the past years, uh, we have collaborated with um, the short film festivals from Tampere, Uppsala, Winterthur, Hamburg, as well as with Indilishpoa, uh, Festival de Nouveau Cinema in Montreal, um, L'Alternativa in Barcelona, Motorbund Film Festival, uh, Odense Film Festival, and uh, Glasgow. Yeah, with you, Matt. <laughs> Apart from the Triangle Cooperation, Vienna Shorts, um, Programs are regularly commissioned by festivals from other countries, on the one hand to strengthen, th strengthen cooperation, on the other hand also to save costs. In 2019, the late-night program Popcorn was shown both in Vienna and in uh, Nijmegen at the Goshut Festival before. Um, Vienna Shorts curator Maria Milovanovic gave a guest performance with a cat-themed program in Uppsala this year. Uh, curated programs were also presented in Albania, South Korea, Slovakia, and several countries more. 
Um, yeah, these are some current examples of our festival corporations. Um, but after all the fine examples, I can only add that one important thing is not to get tired and to advocate higher festival subsidies and uh, more planning security, for example, through multi-year subsidies. It is essential that we work together to achieve this. And um, yeah, because the festival basis, the festival is uh, still a basis uh, we need for networking as well. <laughs> And yeah, finally, I want to give you some five uh, well-meant advices for the network work. <laughs> uh, don't initiate initiate the festival network without resources. That's important. You need time and the good stuff and uh, financial possibilities. <laughs> um, plan in advance uh, who can take over the media application. <laughs> I'm sure at some point uh, you have to have somebody who writes this application. <laughs> Because I'm sure we, everybody of you will find a supposedly matching call to whatever idea you have. <laughs> um, yeah, the common goals at the of the network should at least sound realistic. That's uh, also important. <laughs> Acknowledge uh, from the beginning that you will have a bad conscience uh, uh, because you have to answer an email for uh, for a quite a long time, for some days, and vice versa. You will wait as well for your answers, I'm sure. <laughs> and last but not least, enjoy working together with your partners and mostly friends. Um, and develop nice ideas together, uh, because cooperation always is better and uh, brings out something, something new. And I think uh, something new is, that is what the world needs. Um, yeah, that's my last words. Uh, so thank you for your attention. And I think we will have a break now. And afterwards, um, we will have this discussion with Anne and Matt. Thank you. First, so Anne is a deputy festival director, as Enrico mentioned, of Filmfest Dresden in Germany. Um, she's also festival coordinator and was responsible for the Visegrad Forum. I hope we can talk about it a bit later as well. Um, you have worked for a production company in Dresden for a long time and um, you are a member of the International Commission of your festival. Um, and since this year you have also been involved in the management of the festival. Um, the Filmfest Dresden, if you don't know anything about it, and I hope you will explain a bit more about your festival as well, was founded in 1989. So it's uh, quite an old, 30-year-old festival. <laughs> it is an international short film festival with more than 20,000 visitors and more than 60 film programs, which take place every year in April. Um, it is one of the highest endowed short film festivals. That's what I learned now <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> it's true. Good. Um, yeah, a small introduction to Matt. Matt uh, is uh, festival director of the Glasgow Short Film Festival since 2008, and 2008 uh, was the founding year of the festival? Something. 2010. 2010, okay, sorry. Uh, it's uh, Scotland's uh, leading international short film festival. He was a short film programmer um, of Edinburgh International Film Festival before. Uh, you published a critical history of this festival, that's what I read. Uh, and you also have uh, directed at least three short films. That I found out, uh, no, not, not talking about his short films. Okay, we, we changed the subject. <laughs> okay, the Glasgow Short Film Festival uh, exists since 2008. Um, it is, um, compared to the Film Festival Dresden, uh, quite a young festival. 
Um, you have international and Scottish uh, competition at your festival, and it, it takes place um, in March every year. Okay, I want to start uh, talking with Anna about the Talking Shorts project. Um, it will be launched in Clermont-Ferrand next year at the festival. Um, and uh, Talking Shorts, the magazine, will uh, publish uh, short film reviews from recent European films, including excerpts uh, and trailers of the reviewed films. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, festival partners involved. I mentioned them earlier. Um, could you explain us and tell us a bit about the concept, the idea and the growing of uh, this project? Thank you. Um, maybe I uh, start a little bit back with the history of the, the project because, uh, as Doris already mentioned in, in her talk, as you might also know, there's no, not really a platform, an international platform, where you can solely read short film reviews or sh short crit film criticism on short films. Uh, uh, and I think everybody who has a festival or works for a festival knows that um, local journalists don't really, gr not necessarily grasp the, the concept of short film. At least in Dresden, that's the case, for example. There's no proper uh, critical review of those. I don't know if you what it's like with you, with you guys. Um, at the same time, I think a couple of years ago in, in Winterthur, there was a big talk about more collaboration between film festivals. Where already the, the, the idea was, was mentioned um, of maybe collaborating on a platform like this. And then, um, I don't know, I think last year uh, in Uppsala, so we always travel, so we always meet and we. Uh, <laughs> uh, and there, I remember there, I talked to Daniel about it for the first time. So we started developing this idea of maybe having uh, this platform um, where we. Uh, so the. The core idea is just to have uh, short film reviews written by, by film critics who um, know a lot about short film because many film, there are not actually that many film critics who also focus on short films. So there are a few, we all know them, but the rest of them, if you look at the, even on, at cinema publications, short films are rarely mentioned unless you're a really big uh, festival, probably like Oberhausen in Germany. I, they get good reviews, but then if, if it comes down to, to, to us uh, or other festivals, uh, the films don't get mentioned, the festivals don't get mentioned. Uh, so we, we um, uh, 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 started this with also with Ricardo Brunn, who, who is actually a film critic, who is in our selection committee in Dresden, and so he's very, he was very enthusiastic about the idea, and he has the, the, the insight on, on all the film criti criticism, so we uh, talked a lot, and we developed this platform talk uh, called TalkingShorts.com. And as Doris also mentioned earlier, uh, never start a project if you don't have any, uh, how do you say, funding, backup, resources? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, we have our resources, are our ideas. So the idea behind this is not because uh, to, to in involve all other short film festivals, such as we, we also talked to, to Glasgow Short Film Festival about it, for example, because we want the festivals to contribute to this platform, because without the, the, the festivals, this platform would not be able to exist, because we need the support of the platform. And maybe I also should mention, because this is also just uh, starting out now, uh, we are just in the middle of founding an association because we actually want to, uh, how, how do you say, we don't want uh, Dresden or Vienna as festivals to, to, to be the main, uh, uh, how do you say, drive behind the website but or the platform. We want this to be independent so everybody gets like a 
all the festivals are basically equal in, in this. Um, yeah, so we would like the, the, the structure would be that festivals become supporting members, they pay a little fee, and uh, which will be the base for the platform. Because we, as you also mentioned, want to pay the film critics a fair, a fair uh, fee for their uh, reviews of the short films. Uh, because if, if we want also, the idea is uh, to, to send them to the other festivals, to the supporting festivals, to, to make short film more visible in the, uh, on, online or in general, to make it more visible. And also by creating this, uh, this network of film festivals and to have it, having those supporting festivals, I think you can also um, uh, um, uh, Damn it, my English today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can nurture each. Thank you. Can nurture each other. You can support each other. You can make it. You can uh, kind of uh, make ad advertising for each other. So you kind of uh, you promote the films better because, of course, you want to make it visible on your on your uh, websites. Uh, this is uh, one uh, one part of the project. The other part, which we think is important, is also to um, uh, nurture young talents. <laughs> That's a great word. Okay. So the idea, we tried this in Dresden uh, this year for the first time to have uh, a workshop with uh, for, for young and aspiring film critics. This is nothing new. This happens all the time at festivals. But uh, also something that we noticed is these reviews then kind of disappear. You never read about the films. It's usually not in, the, in English because we want the platform to be in English so everybody can read them. So these reviews uh, disappear and you don't really know what's happening to the participants. So these workshops uh, um, are supposed to be part of them. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you for the microphone. Um, so I continue uh, with the workshops. So we would like to, the idea is to have workshops at uh, several festivals. Uh, they don't need to be the same festivals and to basically... Uh, grow our own short film critics with, with, with time and uh, make short film more visible. This, of course, is not possible just with the financial support of the participating festivals, uh, so we also um, need to apply for funding, uh, which, we'll do, which we will do next year to, to uh, apply on a uh, European level for funding. What we did in Dresden this year, and maybe, I don't know when you want me to talk about it, but we have the, a thing in Dresden called the Visegrad Forum, which is uh, for, um, for uh, filmmakers from the Visegrad countries. If, in case you don't know the Visegrad countries, that's uh, Czech Republic, Poland, Slovakia, and Hungary. Uh, and we have a forum for them every year, so we uh, basically financed the first, or held the first workshop within this forum to, to finance the, the workshop and also to have the first financial um, basis for the platform. So we created the platform, which is not online yet. It will be launched in, in, uh, during the short film conference in Clermont. Um, but uh, so we could have the first... Uh, so there is something there also for future funding. That's it in a nutshell, I hope. Um, okay, um, we will talk about the details uh, uh, later, I guess. Um, the thing we did together, the thing is the triangle program. Um, um, the invitation for the triangle program, it came from our festival. Um, yeah, what was your first reaction, if you remember, um, and have you heard about the triangle program before, and what were your experiences with it? 
Um, first of all, I'd just like to say, um, as, as we're in this room together, um, that I'm a citizen of the European Union. <laughs> uh, I hope to be a citizen of the European Union in 12 months. Um, but if I'm not, then I'm also a citizen of Scotland, so hopefully a little time after that I will become a citizen of the European Union again. Um, In fact, um, sorry, I'm, I'm just going to ignore your question altogether. Um, <laughs> ironically, uh, in the UK at the moment, there's the, the, probably the largest, most vocal pro-EU movement in any European country um, um, at all. So uh, don't give up on us, is, is all I can say. Don't, don't give up on us. Um, right, Triangle, yes. Uh, so, yes, we had heard of it before. In fact, we'd stolen the idea before. <laughs> um, so we, 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 we did actually do a version of it um, the, the year previously with um, two festivals, and, I, and I'll talk a bit about that um, later on because uh, some of the lessons of what doesn't work about the triangle came true that year, but not, not, um, not with Vienna. Um, so, yes, we, we, we were, uh, Daniel approached us with the, the theme, We Need to Disagree. Um, and... Uh, what was very nice is that he, he approached me first and then we together decided on the third partner. Um, and it was uh, shortly after the, uh, the Catalan uh, referendum. Catalan? Yes. Um, so we thought it'd be appropriate to uh, talk to Alternativa in, in Barcelona. Um, and it was a very positive experience uh, in many ways. Um, because uh, it allowed us to to learn from our peers and, and to work with other experienced programmers without compromising on our own program. So uh, each of us independently um, programs our own program. Um, and yet the theme, it makes my life a lot easier because there's a theme that's, that's been imposed on me um, in the nicest possible way. Um, and uh, the, the way it works, uh, just logistically, is that each festival pays the screening fees for their program for three screenings at the three different festivals. Um, so it means that we can, in working with the filmmakers, we can negotiate uh, fees for, for three screenings. Um, and it means also that we can work at a, a level that we can afford. Uh, so uh, I can benefit from perhaps a more rich, richer festival um, in that their program might show works that I couldn't afford to show on my own, and so I can show those works at my festival. Um, and I, yeah, I can work at a level that I, I can afford because Glasgow is perhaps closer to your 2011 budget than your 2020 budget. Um, uh, what else? Oh, it, it also allowed us to... It, it, um, it committed to um, festival programmers to attending our festival, who we can use in, in other ways at the festival. Um, and then the, the, the other uh, unexpected benefit is that my program is then seen at other festivals by other festival programmers who, who, who aren't attending uh, Glasgow, to the point where we got uh, invited to screenings in, uh, to show the films in Brazil, um, two screenings in Brazil, and we were even offered to, to have our, our own travel and accommodation there. Um, I mean, that's the, the positive, positives in a nutshell. Shall I fast back here? Yeah. Um, so the, the, on the downside, and, and these are 
Um, these are small challenges rather than problems, but um, for the festivals that aren't the host festival, I mean, obviously this is something that Vienna has been doing for six years or so, and, it, and uh, for Vienna, the triangle theme, the overriding theme of the program is, um, uh, it's, it's on your poster, it's, it's the kind of the driving theme of, of, of the festival that year. Um, whereas for us, it's, it's, a, it's unless we choose to, to build the whole festival around that theme, it's, it's kind of additional to us. So it's a harder sell for our, for our local audience. Um, um, and I think also when we're programming for an international audience, there's obviously a difference to, uh, particularly as, as these themes are generally about current affairs and social political um, uh, events. Um, there's a challenge in finding a program that will, will work for our own audience as well as an international audience. So I think when, when Daniel first approached me, uh, he was interested perhaps in me presenting a program on uh, uh, Scotland versus England and uh, independence referendum. and. And I felt by, by this point, like, uh, what was this last year, two years ago, 2017? I can't remember. When, by the time we'd done it, I was sick of that subject. Um, so, so the program I actually did was about um, um, uh, ethnic minorities in, UK, in the UK in the context of Brexit, um, uh, which, yeah, was more interesting to me. Um, it was, and I think I think it, it traveled, but but it was it was perhaps not what Daniel was immediately expecting. Um, the another challenge that we experienced the year before um, was the perhaps wavering commitment of of the partner festivals. Um, I mean, be because the uh, the initiative is, is spread out over three festivals who are at different points in the calendar. Um, things can change you know we all experience sudden unexpected drops in in funding um and so by the time we got to the third festival they decided that they weren't able to to host this um the, the triangle program um and so i'm suddenly having to renege on agreements with filmmakers um and yeah and it, it's it's not something that i hold against that festival it was just the way it had to be um and also in terms of general communication, because we're all at different times of year, just um, uh, ensuring that we can all deliver what's needed at the right time to each festival was a challenge, unless you're working quite ahead of time. Um, and I think that particular year, Daniel and I started on it quite, quite late. <laughs> um, I, d I think I'd written the blurb for my program, um, the, the, like the 80 words brochure blurb, with, and still having no idea of what was going to be in the program or, or what it was going to be about. Um, but generally speaking, it's, it was a really, really positive experience. Um, yeah, maybe we um, go on with this um, contact with the other festivals or the support you get from other festivals or how it works with the communication. Um, Anna, you already mentioned uh, support from other festivals. Um, is important to the Talking Shots project. Uh, is there also a financial support involved? Uh, maybe you, you talk a bit about the how it works, um, how the festivals uh, put their um, energy in these projects, like the partnering festivals. So the idea is that um, each festival that wants to become a supporting festival uh, pays 
I mean, right now we, we say they pay 250 euros as a support fee for, for each year. Um, we, we do know that for some festivals this is a lot of money. Um, we're not. We're still uh, thinking about uh, if, if we might be a bit uh, how we could go around this uh, maybe. But so far, you mentioned 13 festivals, so you're better with the numbers on that one <laughs> because Daniel deals with, with a lot of the festivals. Um, so the, the festivals we've talked to so far, uh, they're, they were all quite positive with this. And uh, also for my part, for FilmFest Dresden, I, I, I also know where we could get this membership fee from or how we can finance this. Um, we don't... We want this because I think for us it's also like an... Like a, ideological thing kind of or this you want to have this platform because as, as short film festivals of course we want short film to be seen so so the main for us it, uh, the main um, uh, incentive for festivals should be to make short films seen so if you want to support the platform you support short films to be seen uh, what we would like to to achieve in return is what you also mentioned before that um, uh, we send film critics to the festivals or uh, they, they they are invited or they get the films so from each festival there there will be reviews on short films at least on two short films and with reviews i don 't mean just like a two hundred and fifty character uh, synopsis but a proper profound review on you know, or maybe even an interview with a filmmaker or maybe you have a great focus program at the festival so there will be more feature on the festival uh, or on the on the on the program um things like that so we really want to want to um, um make this uh, a profound or a, a good research tool as well for for other people for for uh, to to find short films to read about them and in time to maybe also have some sort of archive uh, on, on short films, because, of course, we all know after a couple of years, most short films also kind of disappear once they've had their festival run. Uh, sometimes it's difficult to find stuff on the films, so this, this platform should also be um, like a, a source of maybe even other sources to, to find out more about films or those films. So is, does that roughly answer your question? Yeah. So there's th the supporting festivals support this kind of uh, exchange. And um, one more question about it um, is: is other um, are there other financing uh, ideas from the festivals coming in? Like uh, you have supporting festivals, and they have new ideas uh, for f funding opportunities or something else. From maybe they bring money from their country, or does this work like that? Uh, I heard about that. Yes, <laughs> the, uh, we've spoken to, or Daniel has spoken to a couple of festivals, one from the UK and one from Poland. I'm looking into Shimon's direction. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, apparently there are also uh, sor financial sources on a national level, on a bigger scale, to support support this kind of thing, to maybe support also film critics from those countries. Uh, I, I'm not really firm on the details yet, but this is also the nice thing about the exchange you have with the festivals. So you have these, uh, everybody has different ideas of funding. I mean, we have a different, like I said, I use the Visegrad uh, funding for this to, to also maybe promote short films from the region more. So um, this, I hope this will go a bit further as well, um, that we can also gather certain sources from different countries. Uh, and we also plan on uh, applying uh, with media, uh, but we're not sure which call yet because apparently the networking call doesn't uh, apply to us. 
um, because it's a new initiative. So we're still looking, but uh, yeah, you have to be creative with finances always. Um, yeah, we with the triangle program, the the theme was we need to disagree. As you mentioned, uh, um, the impulse was from the Brexit vote and the independence vote of the Catalans. Um, we bef before or after I can't remember. We had the the main theme was uh, trust me uh, from our festival, and we did a triangle program with this um, theme trust me. I think trust is very important for uh, all those networking uh, initiatives and corporations. As you mentioned, there uh, were some problems with other festivals. Maybe I mean you trust them, but maybe they cannot uh, fulfill the because of other reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, besides the triangle program with other networking or collaborations with other festivals, how are your experiences in talking about that? They're good. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I think this was possibly the most well-structured program collaboration that we've, that we've experienced. Um, um, well-structured considering the, the, the lack of kind of resources there were for it. I mean, it was, it, you know, it didn't. There was no additional resources to, to make the triangle happen. It relies on each festival um, doing what they can. Um, I would, uh, yeah, trust is interesting. I've, I've, it's never occurred to me not to trust my international <laughs> colleagues. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, well, we're quite chaotic at the best of times, so we're, we're very uh, uh, sanguine when things don't happen the way, uh, the way they, they plan to. Um, you know, we, we roll with the punches. Um, I, uh, I think uh, in some ways I resist certain collaborations because, uh, partly because we just don't have enough space in the program for everything we'd like to do. And we're also quite suspicious sometimes when someone comes to us with lots of money to do something. Um, um, I mean, that's just my naturally truculent attitude um which is self-defeating <laughs> i suppose um but i think I, th I mean i think it's important for every festival to retain um its own identity um you know I, you, you become aware going to other festivals of how much you have in common just in terms of the structure of your event and sometimes the actual program of your event and uh I think you always have to find that balance because obviously you're showing work to a local audience um, and you, you want to bring the strongest new work um, that's being shown around everywhere, but also you want to forge your own path and uh, make your own statement for your local audience and also for the international attendees. So um, so I think, I, yeah, I, I, I can be resistant to too much collaboration. Um, yeah, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I want to talk about another crucial point, I think, in networking. It's time, <laughs> as I mentioned before. Um, how does it work? I mean, outside the festival work, um, it's everybody has an has their own festival, and you have a lot of a lot of work uh, to do for the festival. And I know it's uh, quite difficult sometimes to answer the emails and to, yeah, work on um, the side projects uh, every festival have. 
So um, how does this work uh, with your projects or your festivals? Uh, how do you deal with the time and uh, how can you manage to find time for new projects? Uh, you don't find time. <laughs> you have to make time. I, uh, uh, I think we all work more than we should, or we all work more than is stated in our contracts. Um, it's a good question that I can, cannot really answer. You have to really prioritize, I think. Uh, there will be times, uh, also with uh, Talking Shorts, for example, uh, I know that from January until May, I will have less time to, to concentrate on that project because we have to prepare the festival, which is happening in April. So uh, the, the responsibility during that time will lie on another person, and which is also a reason why we want to have it uh, away from the festival as well. So we have somebody who's in charge of that project, like a project coordinator. Uh, but apart from that, it's, uh, I don't know, weekends, evenings, nights, morning? No, not mornings, but uh <laughs> I don't know. How do you make time? I mean, I, I think this is the, the, the point that we're all working to essentially the same schedule, but just not in sync with one another. So when one of you is super busy, you know, uh, someone else has got plenty of time. And um, so f I guess it's a case of talking about things that may may or may not happen three or four years down the line. But also, there's always an element of opportunism, um, and it just happens that that something comes up just at the moment that I've got a massive gap, um, and I can. Uh, jump on that. Um, so yeah, it's it is about being patient and and having uh, uh, managing your expectations both of yourself and of of others. Um, and yeah, just just always be talking to to colleagues and um, without feeling the pressure of having to deliver something to those colleagues anytime soon. Maybe just add that falls into the trust question as well. So you try. I mean, of course, we all work in the same field, so we know why the other person might not reply within a day. So you have to. This also comes together with trust, and also, like you said, you have to be very open with each other regarding your time. So if you don't have the time, you just say it, and somebody else will do it. Or you know, just don't make promises you can't keep. Basically. Okay, maybe you have uh, some questions. Um, yeah, take your chance. Um, just raise your hands. Yeah, here is a question. Should we? I, hi, thanks for your time. And I was wondering if the Talking Shorts program that I hadn't heard before, uh, and I think it's really interesting, is it is it based in any I mean the workshops you are planning or you already have that I I didn't get that precisely uh, is it based in any academic approach to to film criticism like did you invite some critics that are specialized in short uh, f format criticism and have you produced anything any written knowledge about how to approach short film narratives in a in a in a critical way. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I don't know if I'm clear about that. Uh, I mean, if you had any academic approach with the with the uh, speakers in these workshops and and, and stuff. So 
So when we did it for the first time this year, um, Ricardo, who is also uh, an initiator of the platform, he was, because he's a film critic, he organized the, the workshop. And he's very well connected because he's in the, how to say, the, the, the German Association for Film Critics. So he's really, really well connected. And he invited um, some film critics or, and uh, well, the first, well, the workshop, uh, we did it because it was also for us a, a test. So we, we've never done this before. So we did the workshop actually uh, one week prior to the festival. So the, and it was, I think, four participants, so very, uh, uh, very few people. And the first day, um, he got actually somebody who works at the university who, who uh, talked a lot about um, film history more than uh, film criticism. So the, the, the participants, they were going into the details of, of uh, ac film in an academic way. And then the next couple of days, uh, they did interview techniques, they, they had writing exercises, also with, with uh, film critics who, who are quite well established in Germany. Uh, so they did this for a few days, and then the festival started. And during the festival, uh, Ricardo was basically their mentor. So they talked. They met every day. They talked about the day, which fil which films or which programs they would watch. Uh, and uh, he went through everything with them. And after the festival, he was the one who was rereading the text, helping them to uh, accomplish more or look at it from different angles. So that's the kind of academic approach. Uh, we had, and uh, we hope that, uh, or not we hope, uh, we, uh, a couple of those uh, reviews or uh, will be published on the website as well. I think it's so. We need that so much that uh, about uh, g uh, in, in generating interested. Uh, uh, around criticism for short films. So my, my input would be that not only the reviews are uh, published, not, not only producing reviews on short film, but also some knowledge and some written uh, uh, material about how to approach short films in a, in a critical way. So for this project you're having, I think it would be interesting not only write the reviews, but also some material that can be used by other people uh, around the world and how to approach uh, short films from from, a, from from the critics' uh, side. I, I, I don't know. It, it comes to mind that it would be really useful. Uh, yeah, this is a very good uh, good uh, uh, remark, and we could definitely think about this. I mean, we haven't thought about this uh, until now, but it's actually a good uh, it's like a good idea to have maybe also some some guidelines also for the workshops, maybe to have some uh, like your great um, paper. <laughs> uh, maybe that's also good to have it for for this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is a really interesting point. We um, because there isn't this kind of commercial drive be behind writing on short film. Um, I think it's important to think of short film criticism in different ways. And we, we actually had a symposium uh, three or four years ago with academics and uh, critics and filmmakers and podcasters uh, where we looked at short film criticism. Uh, we looked at short film curation as criticism and uh, short film making as criticism. So, you know, essay films and this. And I, I think... Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, we have all that stuff somewhere, <laughs> which I'll bring it out. But, but I think it, I think it's important to try and have a slightly more expanded notion of what criticism is in the context of short film, um, because 
um, yeah, because no one's getting paid to uh, to produce it, I guess. And I think it also will develop with time. So, you know, we, we just, I mean, we haven't even launched the, the platform yet, but I think with time, there will also, we will also realize what needs there are for, for, for this kind of thing. So I think there will be more, probably, <laughs> hopefully. Maybe there is another, yeah, here's another question. I didn't understand well uh, about the screening fee for three festival. I think you, you spoke about it. Can you explain it better? Probably is my problem. I didn't understand that. If you have more questions, we can maybe try to collect them. Um, so it's, it will be easier. Also for, for the first part of the, of the speech, so also for Doris or... Uh, or for, okay. A question for Doris about the expansion of the private funding. What was your strategy in practice? How did you get more sponsors? And do you have also creative ideas like instead of asking for money, asking for something different to support the festival? Uh, I don't know, like I would say scholarship for filmmakers or, or products or something like that. And about the triangle, I'm not sure I understood correctly. It was launched by Vienna if I'm not mistaken. But then the, the members are always the same. They change every year. They change every year. But it, there is someone who is always there. It's like Vienna is always there. And, and you were there one year. Okay, and then you change. So it starts from you. You decide who the partners are and how do you decide. And about the theme, is the same theme for the three festivals every year or each festival proposes his own program with the theme? That was. Other questions? It's for, for Doris. Uh, I've seen in your um, guidelines draft that you define yourself as a political festival. Uh, which, in which way you are political, and uh, does it affect the, the way you can uh, draw some funding, private funding? <clears throat> Hi, for talking shorts, um, have you thought about making those films visible? Because obviously those films will be brand new. So have you thought about negotiating something with the filmmakers so that there is a window for the films to be seen as the criticism is being written? Um, yeah. Okay, maybe it's enough. You <laughs> as a first round and <laughs> continue. Okay, so the, um, the screening fees for the Triangle program, I'm sorry, I, I maybe rushed through this. So uh, each festival um, of the, each year is responsible for their program at the three festivals. Um, so e yeah, e each festival shows all three programs. So I was responsible for paying the screening fees for my program in Glasgow, then in Vienna, and then in Barcelona. Um, and so this way, I'm, I'm only speaking to one set of filmmakers, and I'm able to negotiate with them, saying I'm, I'm going to show your film three times in three cities. And, and then, as it happened, we then got to show them twice in Brazil as well. Uh, and so uh, I have a budget um, within my festival um, for screening fees, and I know how much I can afford for this program, and therefore I know 
who I can go to uh, for films and who, who in this context I, I, I won't be able to afford, you know. So, um, so I'm not being made to overreach myself um, by, by my partner festival. Um, whereas Vienna, in theory, could bring in 16 mil prints from you know anthology archives in New York, maybe. I mean, <laughs> um, and spend huge amounts of money on their program, um, and I would benefit from that because I get to show those those films at my my festival. So it's it's a very fair system that 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 is based on the means available to each festival. Um, Vienna was not asking me to pay for their their program at any time. Is that? Yes, yeah. So they pay all costs for all three festivals for their their program only. No, I mean. No, I mean that that maybe answers also your question because it's. Um, we invite two other festivals to share uh, programs uh, to one theme, to main to one main theme. Uh, so we invite two festivals and uh, one main theme, one every year. So it means we this this network expands every year because we always like every year we invite two other new festivals um, to this um, triangle program. So it's. Um, there are always other festivals, like every year there are two new festivals uh, invited to share their programs for this triangle program with us. And those three programs, they travel to all the three uh, festivals. So it's not like uh, we, we do the programs every year with the same festivals. We change the festivals invited for the triangle program. And um, yeah, I hope your question is answered now. Um, yeah, how do we decide uh, which festivals we invite? It's uh, it's difficult. It's <laughs> like every year it's difficult, um, but uh, I don't know. Somehow we come we come to a decision every year. <laughs> um, it's um, it's about the festivals we know, the people we met uh, last years, and people we trust, and like a lot of things we talked already. It's also about timing because um, it's important that uh, we can. Like all the three festivals uh, or the programmers of the of the curated programs, the curators, they can visit all the three festivals. So it's important that the festivals are not in the same time, for example, like some organizational things. And we can manage to um, really program this thing. Like we also have the time to uh, curate one program. It's for the next edition, so this is also important. And yeah, the festivals we, we choose, um, they have some, th there is an existing contact usually, and there is an, a friendship most of the time, there is um, connection, we trust those festivals, we like them, we agree with their programming, we, we trust their, like, um, th their handwriting, their structure their uh, attitude towards short films and whatever they are and yeah um, 
and another question, um, the expansion of private funding. Um, actually, we, we, it is difficult, it's like it's uh, got worse the last years. We do a lot of things, like I mentioned, uh, besides the festival, that's uh, not just uh, in networking, networking with other festivals on the European level, but also on the Austrian, in Austria and uh, in Vienna. We, we do some exhibitions or other, we curate other programs for uh, bigger um, um, partners or partners with money. <laughs> um, so it's... Uh, we actively uh, uh, go to them and ask them uh, or we, we contact them, like we have uh, our sponsoring um, employee at the festival, he is working now on lists of uh, possible uh, partners. We write an email to them, we really say, hey, we are here. Um, we also have old contacts, uh, like I mentioned, the, the Vienna Tourist Board, they are always very um, yeah, um, nice to us, let's put it that way. Or other partners, they support us for a long time now, smaller partners, marketing partnerships, we do a lot in, uh, involved in this. Um, so, um, yeah. It's difficult, that's, uh, but it's, hard, it's really hard work and we really invest a lot in, uh, in this. A lot of energy, definitely. <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, it starts a month ago, so, and it goes till end of January, so it's, uh, yeah. Th I mean the financing part and the sponsoring, uh, sponsorship uh, thing. Usually we give them visibility or we do some really new projects for them. I mean, we, we write some concepts uh, for partners who need some visibility through something, let's say like a short film uh, competition, we, we do this quite often, or also for, for uh, learning to write uh, things, we do some projects with partners according to that. Um, yeah, we, we do a lot of new projects with uh, sponsoring partners, actually. Uh, making films visible. Uh, yeah, films on talking shorts. Uh, thank you for the question because it's um, actually a question that we have encountered many, many times and we have discussed this a lot. Uh, but talking shorts is not uh, going to be a VOD platform. So uh, the, um, the first thing, of course, is when films are really fresh, they are not usually available online. And uh, we are fine with that. Uh, we we d um, Because... If you're lucky, you have a trailer to the film. Um, what we also would do uh, with the review or wherever to to put like uh, an information where you can find the film. I mean, sometimes they are already on a on maybe on a VOD platform. Sometimes they're staff pick or whatever. So if this is available, we will use these resources. Or also this is where the work part begins a lot. Or the the you know if uh, films become available after a while so we can also add this uh, to the to the platform and what we also want to do which is maybe more interesting for the industry than uh, uh, the audience as such is we will have contact details uh, of, uh, about the distribution of the film for example if you want to uh, get in touch with uh, somebody so but we will not uh, right now there's no plan to to have it as a VOD platform uh, apart from maybe working with those platforms to have the information where the film is available.
Um, one thing is open still about the political festival, in which way? <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, uh, we consider ourselves as political film festival, that's what this one principle says. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we think it's important for a film festival to have a political standpoint, and political, I think, political in a broader way, not in a narrow-minded way. It's important for us uh, that we we are independent uh, of public uh, institutions, of churches, political parties, like all this. Uh, this is important, but we think it is important also to stand up for some political uh, ideas we have, or we should, I mean, the world should needs, <laughs> let's, put, let's put it that way. Also, in in terms of um, programming, it's we select the films, so it's important to have in mind that it's uh, you show. It's important to show uh, films from women as well as men, like s such things. It's important to to um, perceive yourself as a as a festival with a political standpoint. That's what we mean with that. Yeah, sorry. Because I, th I actually think that every festival somehow is political. Uh, I mean, because you always have a standpoint with your programming. So, uh, and just by being open-minded <laughs> or even not being open-minded, uh, it's you have the standpoint nevertheless. I mean, we have it, you have it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's political. It's not about aligning yourself with any specific political party or position. It's about, it's uh, very much about that independence and, and about, but, uh, but about thinking about everything you do, both the program, but also the way you show your films and, and how inclusive you are and how accessible, you know, I mean, ev everything's political in that sense, I guess. Yeah, is there another question? Do you have some ideas you want to share with us? Yeah, sir. Can you just introduce yourself? I forgot to ask you. Okay, so uh, my name is Inja Korac. I come from Croatia, uh, from a festival, Motun Film Festival. We were one of the partners, but I actually have the question for Media Desk regarding uh, networks, Action 2. Um, what I saw before on some presentations regarding this is that for this next call, the coordinator of the network could be only a festival with um, who is applying for that. So, so only the festival which dates are from... Uh, what, October, is that true? Um, no, in fact, it's, um, it's, it, this is the only deadline for networks. So, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't, uh, it's not so important, the date of the action. It's the only deadline, so if you apply as a network, you, you don't have other possibilities. Yeah? If you already applied, uh, yeah, yeah, it's possible. It's possible for a festival to apply for the first action as a single festival and then also be part, a member or coordinator of a network, yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, it's possible, but then we would see if, I mean, they, are, uh, they can explain their strategy and how they can, if they will be able, of course, to... Um, to um, to manage the the two projects. Yeah. Because uh, when you apply to a festival, you have, as she said, dates. Or I mean, if a festival takes place in January, can it be part of the network for, even if it's January of the 20, 2021? Uh, yeah, yeah, because this is only uh, linked 
to the single uh, support for festival, not for the network. Yeah. Any other questions? Maybe you would like to add something else, or? Just a quick question, maybe out of topic, but thinking about creativity at film festivals. And it's, do you, do you take time in your festivals to think about new ideas? Like, like do you really schedule meetings or weeks or uh, planned uh, thinking this web uh, design sessions to create, uh, organize the next edition and come up with ideas for the next edition because I've seen that sometimes you forget about, about that. You just set a plan of, oh, we'll do this, do this, do this, and, and, and that's it. But uh, after being in uh, developing your film festival workshop in, in, in Broslov and, and stuff like that, I've been thinking that it's really necessary to stop a bit and think about the and, and design it, not just decide what we're going to do, but just design. So do you do this? Like, do you stop and do you uh, generate those uh, spaces to think about, about creativity at the, fe at the festival? Um, yeah, I mean, actually those uh, guidelines I presented earlier were one of those I don't know if they were super creative, but uh, one of those projects, those summer projects, we in summer we always have a breakout festivals in end of May, beginning of June. So July and August is the time we rethink things. Um, and yeah, we are in the middle of those this process. Uh, we will have a new website next year, and we, we have like a lot of changes going on at our festivals. At our festival, so it's uh, yeah, we we have to do things from a like new things uh, from a to look at them from a different angle. Yeah, we do this, I don't know. Um, not enough, it's definitely not enough. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it can be impossible to kind of stick to that even if we intend to. Um, the, the advantage of being a very small team, we're, we're just two year-round part-time people and then obviously a bigger team near the festival. But the advantage of that is that I feel like we're constantly having those conversations between us and, and um, we, we feel like you know, we're, we're comfortable enough with each other to be throwing these ideas out. Sometimes when the other person is trying to get on with some work and gets a little bit annoyed about it, but, uh, and we have uh, our WhatsApp conversation, I feel like we should publish one day because <laughs> at midnight, like, I, I mean, I, I feel like my colleague is almost my second wife in many ways. <laughs> I'm not sure she feels that way. And, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, when you are small, you, you, it's easier perhaps to just kind of keep that conversation going. But um, uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's always it's never enough. It's never enough. Yes. <laughs> um, ideally, you have these uh, times when you have peace and quiet and can think a lot. Uh, since we happen in April, we also always uh, kid ourselves that in summer we have a lot of time, which is not true. Um, <laughs> I think the issue in Dresden is uh, we're quite big, and also throughout the year we're quite big. So during the summer we have a, quite an extensive summer open-air tour. We do many side projects also to finance the festival. We're six people throughout the year. 
um, uh, we have these uh, days after the festival or in, in summer where we sit together and uh, try to find uh, or talk about the program for the following year. But it's never enough because ideally now I would all, you know, right now we're in the submission stage, so our, our call closes in a couple of weeks. Um, so, but right now would also be a good time maybe to, s to you, you want, you always want more time. That's, uh, you know, the question about time. <laughs> but you never have enough time. And you never, I think, uh, um, you might not even, I think sometimes the exchange is not enough. I think we could always talk more. So, and for, but for me, it's also always very nice to travel around and talk to people who don't work for the festivals because you get a lot of input also from, from, from your colleagues or from filmmakers or from, from these discussions. So you always collect ideas. They don't always happen, of course. They don't always come into fruition, but some of them might. Uh, one last question. I think it's one o'clock, but uh <laughs> I think it was a very important question. Thank you. I think for all uh, representations of festival here, uh, I think uh, it's big tension, like about new things and things what make festival well established. Like, you know, Anne uh, mentioned as well, like, we have some new things. It's very difficult to, you know, sell it. I'm ex-festival director because always I want to do new things, man. I have, like, one million ideas, but uh, it's like my very good festival director not say, okay, easy, easy, slower, you know? Thank you.